What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Daily Snap. Today we got something big, because what is it? It's Tuesday, guys. You know. Come on, you know. Token Tuesday. Also, of course, New Card Tuesday. And today, we got a good one. Alright? We got a real good one. I'm very excited to announce it. I'm very excited to see it in action, and I'm specifically excited to see some gameplay with it, because this card's going to be pretty fun and pretty interesting, in my opinion. So, let's check it out. Card breakdown, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. That's right, we're doing this a bit different this week, guys. A little bit different of a feel. Um, we'll get more into the who's, what, and why in a moment here. But this is brought to you by Scott Landis. Uh, of course, it's also brought to you by the Daily Snap and Tactor. So, who is Negasonic Teenage Warhead? What does she do? Three energy, two power ability. After any card is played here, destroy this card and that card what does that mean huh what does that mean exactly well it's really simple um it does a couple really interesting things it has a unique play line and it has a proactive and reactive play line which is what i love about this card and which why i think this card's going to be pretty successful uh it's archetypes it fits into our curve aggro and of course control potential score for this one that we're giving it nine out of ten we think this card can be really good guys best way to play Gain priority at play at a location you were already winning, similar to Arrow. Purposely lose priority and play her with other cards to protect later priority. Set up and pre-destroy situations for cards like Nimrod and Bucky Barnes. So let's break this guy down, right? What is the potential strengths and weaknesses of Negasonic Warhead? Uh, the strengths are maintains location control, de destroy that gets around Cosmos, can be played after Cosmos also, which is very important to note, you know, in your anti-Sherry matchups. Allows you to destroy your own Nimrod or Bucky Barnes as soon as they enter. Combines with token generators like Dr. Doom, Squirrel Girl, White Tiger, since they only destroy cards that are played, not cards that are added to the location. Which is very, you know, that's a very important note for this card, is that her combination with, Dark, with Doom is phenomenal. Um, for the ability to add to her location after the fact to protect it that way and also getting a 5 power body on there to kind of secure any nonsense. The weaknesses of the card are resources to play her are lost in quotation marks. This means most likely you are paying 3 resources for a card that will not be in play at the end of the game, and is it's, it might only be worth it if you're trading up well or you know really playing the card to its best ability. Uh, may not help in locations where you were behind, always very possible because you have to play her and why would your opponent play another card there if you know you're behind uh if they're ahead there's no reason for them to play another card there right so that would be more or less in the bucky barnes line of the nimrod line of ways to try and add stuff of course uh may trade down with lower cost cards if learned to play around this is the big fear of course around this card is if your opponent is so far ahead in certain lanes that when you play Negasonic, they can afford to drop a one-cost card along with another card to win a lane. Um, sim I think about like the Darkhawk decks that could maybe afford to play their Korg first, let their Korg blow up, and then play their Darkhawk. That would be like the one line that I can think of like off the top of my head. And high skill cap, skill cap constantly forcing you to consider priority. And I think that's very true about this card. It's it's one of the more difficult things for this this particular character is that. You are 100% always going to have to play this line of when is it important for me to be ahead and when is it important for me to be behind. And that's going to be a really interesting thing to get used to. 
and only a few decks in the game kind of teeter that way. Sarah Control is the one that kind of comes to mind, which I believe this card fits right into, by the way. Just saying, just a little bit of a tip. <laughs> Additional information about the card is she will be one of the most difficult cards to use effectively in Marvel Snap, but with game-winning payoff, you can use her proactively in aggressive decks to maintain control of a lane preemptively to destroy your own Nimrod or Bucky Barnes without exposing them to counters. Uh, or, as a control tool, she can allow you to essentially lock up a lane with priority going into turn 6. This is a way that she is almost a mini arrow when you are ahead in the lane and a steep discount. She also synergizes with Arrow and Polaris, taking away threats from her lane in order, uh, in order to win with less power. It will be very exciting to see Negasonic in action. So... Lots of good pairings there. As you can see, the natural synergies here. Nimrod, Bucky Barnes, Daredevil, Arrow, and Polaris. I'm sure there's probably some others that we're missing here, but this is just the general kind of kind of look at the card, right? Quick look. We have a couple decks that we threw into. This first is an updated Death Wave deck. Uh, of course, you know, having Hood, Daredevil, Bucky Barnes, Lizard, Carnage, Deathlock, Wave, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Killmonger, Arrow, and She-Hulk, and Death. Uh, this is just kind of a quick concept idea of decks that you could potentially slot her into right away and try her if you're kind of not sure what you want to do with her. This is a great thing to do. You know, having her basically freely get you two, two, dis you know, two uh, destroys in one shot is nice. Um, getting around Cosmos, if that's the case, is also really great. You know, your opponent's expecting there to for you to be ahead, or for you not to be able to get rid of a card, and this allows you to get rid of a card, which is really sweet. Um, but yeah, Negasonic will give you two destroys, even if you proc her yourself, getting you the most uh, most of the way to reducing death costs. Wave to four, uh, destroy three destroys gets her to one for the big turn six blowout. And then the other list we have here is a Negasonic control list with Sunspot, Daredevil, Lizard, Polaris, Mr. Fantastic, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, uh, Maximus, White Queen, Shang-Chi, Arrow, Doom, and She-Hulk, Negasonic Control, maintains priority with high power mid-game, including Mr. Fantastic, and then in the later turns, you can drop Negasonic with a low drop slash save for She-Hulk, or in contested lane to lock up that location. Arrow and Polaris allow for control where they play. So this is definitely one of those concepts, again, of being able to utilize the Doom and the Arrow to sure up a lane that you play her in because maybe you put her in a lane that you're behind but they have a Lizard there as an example and then you're able to Polaris the Lizard away and all of a sudden you're ahead in that lane and now they're kind of screwed because they can't actually play the lane because if they do, they lose anyway, which I find really interesting. Having the Doctor Doom be able to, you know, explode in the two different ones is great. Uh, this is another deck that you could definitely consider just playing Wave in because, yeah, She-Hulk and Wave are really fun and broken, and Negasonic Warhead might be a wonderful way to kind of shear up lanes um, at the end of the game as well as just kind of blowing up whatever they play, so it just hoes them, right? Uh, all really good options, of course. So lastly, what I wanted to do is talk about Tactor. So the Daily Snap is joining up, and... We are going to be creating Marvel Snap content with Tactor. Who is Tactor? It's a wonderful question. Um, 
What I can tell you is they have all the answers that you could possibly be looking for. I will be posting a link to their Discord in the description of this video and or if you're listening on podcast, of course, in the description of the podcast. Uh, but Tactor is really exciting. They're getting into Marvel Snap. They're formerly known uh, for a few other games, specifically TFT. They have a, you know, they made their Hall of Fame or their name to fame in TFT with a tracker for that game. And they are working on Marvel Snap content now. And they're working on getting a tracker for Marvel Snap, among many other things that they're going to be doing. But we are officially working with them. Uh, we'll be creating more content like this on a daily basis for all of your weekly content and we'll be using them for card breakdowns uh, meta tier breakdowns and you know even deck breakdowns moving forward so you'll be seeing a lot more tactor on the channel wanted to give them a shout out and thank them for bringing the daily snap on board myself scott landis and neil malman are all added to the team and we are looking forward to going into the future of Marvel Snap with Tactor and just offering as much as we possibly can to as many people as we possibly can um, through their networking system. So thank you guys at Tactor. Very excited to be working with you and very excited to see everyone get involved with this. This is just another kind of a quick study way of looking at a graphic and be able to understand what a card does or being able to look at a graphic and understand what a deck does and of course, always, rather than listen to me ramble about the tier list for 20 to 5, 30 minutes, you'll have a nice place to kind of find uh, that information as well right on a graphic. I will also start posting these to our website, so there'll be a link in the description of where they'll be on the website. So if anyone's looking for a quick study, you can pin that website for yourself, be able to go and check out these things all there. Very excited for all of them. And of course, as always, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, is it worth it? Yes, it's absolutely worth it. 9 out of 10 potential score, you should buy this card. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fits into a lot of decks. I think what's really unique and interesting about this card in particular is the fact that, unlike Master Mold, where he had natural born synergies where you knew exactly where you wanted to put them, I don't think Negasonic Warhead is that simple. I think she'll be able to fit into a lot of interesting roles. There are a lot of 10-card decks in the game that might love Negasonic Warhead as their 11th or 12th card. And um, I'm excited for it. I'm definitely buying this card. I will have gameplay for it uh, by the end of the week, guaranteed. And I'm just very excited to get in there with a new card. I didn't buy Master Mold, so I'm going to buy Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I'm going to enjoy the card to its fullest, and I'm very excited to be playing it and showing off a brand new card on the, on, on the, uh, on the content for our channel. Um, so, yeah. New card Tuesday, token Tuesday. Make sure you get your tokens, guys. Uh, the value on the gold to token ratio is phenomenal. Buy them. It's worth it. Trust me. Uh, and of course, as always, I do this every single week for a brand new card. Here's the playlist for is it worth it. If there's any other cards. If there's any cards that you know you don't have yet in Series 4 or Series 5 that I haven't covered, comment in the section below. Comment below. Let me know. Um, I will make a. I will make you know, older cards for tokens now. We're about to remove Series 3 from the token shop, so we'll only have Series 4 and Series 5 cards, but maybe you're not sure about a drop-down card, etc. Hit me up in the comments. Let me know. I will have. I will gladly make a video for other cards if people are interested in it. Um, as always, of course, check out this playlist. See you guys in the next one, and uh, see ya.